Do you spend a lot of time in front of your computer? Yeah, I do. When I go out in my car, I don't think twice. But if you're the wrong color skin, you grow up looking over both your shoulders in the land of the free. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, 100% that bitch shepherd, and this is... Uh, Mitchell, sorry, not my chair, not my problem, manly. It's not, what, not your circus? Yeah, not my circus, not my monkeys. I That's generally what I say at work. Um, when, like, some something's going down in a different room, I'm like, not my circus. Yeah. It's not my circus. I don't have to be involved in it. And I'm pretty sure people will walk past me like, mm-mm, not my circus. Yeah. Because there's some things. Some <laughs> I can things imagine. things that happen. They're like, mm, I know I'm supposed to help, but I think I might not. Mm, yeah, I think I got better just things. Just going to keep walking. Yeah. It's usually something where it's like not life-threatening. Sure. That helps. Like, just to give some information. We aren't going to walk past somebody on the floor. I mean, okay. it depends on if that patient's been an asshole. To, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Never. Usually, if they're on the floor, they're confused and they're not jerks about it. They don't know. But, Okay. What's this theme this week? Yeah, so so I, I guess it's modern day problems. Like last week we had the mini Memphis Mini yeah. thing, and they were talking about the mill being down. And what happened to the mill? Uh, it done broke down, I believe. I believe that's what happened. Yeah. And yeah, so we were just like, we should still have songs about kind of not that the mill being broken down is a trivial problem, but it's sort of a, a you know, it's an outdated problem. There you go. It's definitely and so not. yeah, we were trying to get some first world problems or maybe some problems that are kind of outdated, but we kind of mixed it in with some real problems that are modern and yeah. And so we got a kind of a mixed bag this week, which I think is good. I'm disappointed yeah. that there are no earbuds like being tangled up songs. That's true. I, I, I should have. So, you were supposed yeah, to go home and write this. I should have written one and been, been our final song this week. I'm but, so upset about this. It's yeah. not fair. Glorious Abhor needs to get on this. Yeah, we should definitely. write us one Mm -hmm. what did you bring this week i'm gonna start us off with why and his song women i know i just found out for sure biggity ball head a lesbian and all the other women i know i just found out for sure the girl I have a crush on is a lesbian. I just found out for sure. The girl I have a crush on is a lesbian. And I'll be
Uh, we've had Y on the show a couple of times. He's had an excellent solo career where he kind of mashes up hip-hop and indie pop. And he's also collaborated with Serengeti, who we featured before. He's also, he was in a weird experimental hip-hop group called Cloud Dead, who were like super seminal. And even though a lot of SoundCloud rappers may not know it, Cloud Dead influenced a lot of modern hip-hop. Uh, because instead of using like the hard bumping beats, they were all about using really hazy ambient sounds with kind of more laid-back beats. Uh, but in this song which is off of one of Y's early solo EPs. He sings, I just found out for sure the girl I have a crush on is a lesbian and all the other women I know like Dose. So Dose is short for Dose One, who is Y's best friend and bandmate in Cloud Dead. So Y's essentially lamenting that the girl he has a crush on isn't interested in men at all and all the other women that he knows are into his best friend and not in interested in him so i'd say this is a fairly modern problem in a world where people are more comfortable being open about their sexual orientations probably a bit more common for a man to fall for a beautiful woman and then it turns out she's a lesbian uh, of course all the women you know being into your best friend instead of you that's probably a, a tale as old as time so are you gonna get in like a dress and sing that i might i would never be know. awesome okay so from the female perspective I have had many a boy wail about being friend zoned. Yeah. And I'm like so over it. So massive eye roll. Did you hear it? I did. I okay. I heard the eyes in the okay. back of the head. So it's it's very much written from the perspective of the young guy who can't get himself together and it's like right. everybody else's problem is like he keeps chasing women that are just not appropriate for him, are not into the same things he's into, or I don't know, sometimes sometimes dudes shoot a little high. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've met one. I mean, sometimes like, you gotta you gotta aim for the fences, but you also gotta know what you're capable of. I yeah, think. I think that sometimes you gotta recognize that maybe yes, aim high, but if you miss, it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It just don't hold it against the woman. Yeah. So um yeah, I've had like a couple of male friends turn out to be like into me, and I'm like, dude, um, but why? 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 <laughs> and uh. Yeah, so I could go on and on about friend zoning and how it's like this very, I don't know, misogynist concept. Sure. Does that make sense? Um, because being in a, a female in a male's presence does not necessarily mean we have to uh, date them or be considered dating material. Right. But I'm thinking why was probably pretty young when he wrote this. That and, and I, I, you know, he doesn't really make any sort of lamentations toward the woman. He's just like, ah, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess... But but it, it could very well be from that sort of perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, a few commented, commenters from the YouTubes uh, kind of like illustrate my point. Uh-oh. Such as the, I wish the girls I have crushes on were lesbians would make life a lot easier for me. That one. <laughs> and then the other one, story of my life. Yeah, it's definitely some, some sad boy shit. Yeah, it's some sad boy shit. So I was just like, mm, I know I'm biased. Yeah. I'm biased. Oh yeah, for sure. This is <laughs> this is life experience for you. Yeah, so I'm just like, mm mm, mm maybe, mm me, <laughs> mm. I'm sorry. I'm just making noises now. YouTube commenters are always going to be bottom of the barrel too. Though, I so. know, and I'm just like, you know, it's just a sad boy who's 13 who's like, right, yeah. women's girls. Everybody, yeah. they're not lesbians. They just don't like me. Right, exactly. Like, you know, nobody likes a 13 year old. Yeah, exactly. You just was, give it a few years. You'll just be cool, be authentic. Yeah. It'll work out fine. I think the be authentic part. Don't even try to be cool. Right. You don't yeah. even have to be cool. So okay, soapbox, step down. All right. Um. <laughs> I brought Alex Cameron's Bad for the Boys. What about Phil? He lost his chill. Had to go and eat that damn red pill. 
come the grammar police Here comes the PC brigade And here comes the mattress on the floor From the bed you tried to get her to make And now you live a little lives without women Blaming them for all the change You thought the boys were gonna stay the same But no one cares about your good old days Never thought I'd feel bad for the boys Never thought I'd feel bad for the boys I think we thematically went with the same songs. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> interesting. Yeah, um, so I, I don't know what the exact angle is, but I'm pretty sure that this is sarcasm about yeah. how uh, men are finally being forced not to act like jerks, like to be decent human beings. Um, it seems to be calling out the incels and other folks who are up in arms about it not being the good old days and, you know, I'm not going to make a bed. It's not going to make me. It's not going to happen. Yeah. There's like no way. Your mattress ends up on the floor. It's not because. Yeah, it ain't my problem. Yeah, not my problem. So it does use the words of like the less progressive side of things and makes it sound as foolish as PC police and grammar police um, sound. And uh, when we were just uh, asking everyone to act decent, it shouldn't be so bad. Also, song jaunty as heck it is definitely very jaunty it's very jaunty uh, i've been really digging alex cameron for the last few months he's definitely he's definitely playing a ridiculous character and usually being very sarcastic but the music's just so perfectly crafted and delivered with such sincerity that someone might take it seriously for a second i was very much like whoa what did i yeah. just stumble upon yeah even uh, again the youtube commenters there was one youtube comment who was mm-hmm. like man finally somebody says it and i, I don't know. know if it was bait or if this person i can't really meant believe it, but... that person yeah yeah, but yeah, if you if you listen to his other stuff, you'll you'll see the pattern. He's definitely being very ironic, and uh, this was just definitely dripping in irony. But around the choruses, he kind of shows his hand a little bit with that line. Now you're living little lives without women and blaming them for all the change. For all the change, you thought the boys were going to say the same, but no one cares about your good old days. So he kind of breaks character just long enough to say, "Quit blaming women for the fact that you're a loser. Get a grip and and try to live a life worth you know paying attention to." But with those smooth melodies and that crooning saxophone, this might be my new favorite Alice Cameron song. I think this recently came out, like maybe a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this one came out a couple weeks ago. He's got, I think, two other full-length records. Mm -hmm. uh, All really, really good. I I think I kind of brushed him off, and I was like looking through some of the Alice Cameron He's a doofy-looking dude. Yeah, and then... uh, there was one about oh see this is when I was having like I had to research make sure he wasn't like a truly right, bad person because sure. it was like about um waiting for a girl to turn eighteen yeah and I was just like yeah. what is this but then I realized that there's sarcasm involved yeah, exactly. His- I was I got really eked out there for a minute because he really does like I guess he's approaching things in such a way that he is talking about modern problems but it's yeah. It, it gives you the willies. Yeah, I think it, even even in interviews, he stays in character as this, uh, like, he's this very creepy, failed grimy, lounge singer. Grimy. And yeah, he's very a, a very grimy character. Ew. Sorry. Ew. But I'm glad he broke character in this song, at least. So yeah, I a little tell. bit. Yeah. Um, ear buddy selections. This is a hard one. This is a, yeah, yeah, definitely kind of an obscure yeah. topic, but. I mean, there's know. nothing about the mill. Right, yeah. yeah. Nothing about mills, nothing about tangled headphones. <laughs> I know. Craig brings Propagandi's Adventures in Zucosis. Is this a democratic process? What for this population out? I think my only fear is death. 
things that it may not be the end. We may be eternal beings. I must do all of this again. Oh, please don't let no such thing be true. The wise suspect if I slink back to my enclosure. Safe and warm and adequately there. Sufficiently plumbed and ventilated. Well, let's just say I would not shake a stick. And if pressed, I'll admit I'm excited about the original programs. Implemented to extend our captive lifespans. I'm excited to see what our keepers have planned. I'm a massive fan of like found sound, found soundish things, and uh, everything uh, around us seems to be steeped in this very insane conspiracy spy novels stuff that's like, what was actually happening? Yeah. So, hardcore music and like punk music was made for like insane things like now, you know? And I'm I'm glad to see something like this come out to push back against whatever the heck weak year presidency whatever's going on. Yeah. I don't even like we we're coming up on our three year anniversary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so it started three weeks before the oh, election. Wow. So I'm you were just, just getting ready. Yeah, You're like I'm gonna need an outlet. If Let you, me go ahead and get ahead of this. I had no idea. No, you should have. <laughs> you should hear those hopeful first episodes. Oh man, so much optimism. So much optimism. <laughs> so much optimism. So, yeah, this song resonates especially hard with me right now because I'm taking a course in data ethics at the moment, <clears throat> and the last couple units have been about uh, surveillance capitalism and like the dangers of having a hundred little apps that are all collecting location data and biometric data and like your spending habits and yeah, like fitness and all that sort yep. of stuff, your political leanings, uh, you know, preferences, everything else under the sun. And in a lot of ways, even if we're philosophically opposed to being tracked and profiled in that way, we still consent to it every day by using Facebook yep. or shopping online or buying smartwatches or even like a smart fridge or a Roomba, you know, mm-hmm. Roomba's like map out your floor plan and sell it to Amazon. Did you know that? Well, and it's kind of good that we're disgusting people then. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. because my house is disgusting and we don't own a Roomba. Yeah, so so in I'm this song they kind of, yeah, true <laughs> that. Yeah, so in this song they kind of talk about being aware of their cage and of being watched, but uh, and they're like kind of used to, to being watched by now, but uh, he kind of hopes that future generations will break that cycle. And so there's still a little bit of hopefulness in there, but he also kind of alludes to the fact that we kind of know that we're in this situation, and it's kind of hard for us to break out of it. But we're so happy in our little cage getting yeah, fed, being yeah, taken exactly. care of. They don't need to make smart it's part tattoos. part of the problem, I think. If they make smart tattoos, You I'm know, screwed. that's totally a thing. I, the really? Yeah, I'm trying to remember, you know, what the idea of, like, they've also made smart clothing where basically your your shirt can tell you things about yourself and it can transmit data yeah, it's it's nuts. So I need to start le- leaning more on my loom for right. Yeah, making. you might. It might be about time. I'll to start be doing like that. doing the opposite of smart, like the hardest possible way to do stuff. Oh, don't track me by my tattoos. Don't do it. Okay. Uh, Justin W brings the Growlers problems three. Flattering copycats, caught digging through our trash, licking our rusty cans, life in the frying pan. Problems come in threes and we beat them down It's nothing when compared 
like that careless sound it's like carefree you know you know whatever you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> okay so i was i think that this song feels like it's not like put together systematically and though it truly truly is and it also has the starkest and like key change and tempo change that i've ever heard in a song because i can actually like um notice it and um this is like the 20s 30s something problem where you know, we want our cheap wine and to hang with friends while still paying bills on time. Yeah. Uh, adulting is hard when you want to have fun. Yeah. yeah. This one, uh, yeah, I can definitely relate to this one pretty hard as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's struggle out there trying to support yourself and pay all your bills and, and stay healthy on top of trying to live a life worth living and, and worth working for. You know, I know a lot of folks out there working two jobs just to get by and, and their bills are paid, but they aren't really left with much time to enjoy the fruits of their labor, which ultimately kind of defeats the purpose of working two jobs. And of course, if you have a family relying on you, you do what you got to do to ensure that your kids have a future worth looking forward to. But even then, you're compromising quality time with your family in favor of some financial security. And, you know, I'm, I'm in a fortunate enough position that I don't have kids or a family to support. But even just for, for single old me, it's tough to make ends meet while still feeling like it's all worth it. You know, luckily for me, in spite of the societal pressure to, like, work my hands to the bone till I die, I kind of came to terms early on with the idea that, that uh you know a life worth living is preferable to a life spent accruing a surplus of money you know yeah. you got to work and, and pay your bills and get by but you know i'm not trying to get rich it'd be nice if i was rich but that's <laughs> not my goal you know i'm just trying to to live a life worth living and and say that i did it right you know yeah i think that a lot of it um if you think about it you have to be okay with not having a lot because then if you don't have a lot of stuff and you don't want a lot of stuff, right. then you don't have to pay for stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think that's like the joy of like not – if you realize that a lot of what society tells you that you have to have is stuff you don't necessarily need to have, such as um, paying for couches is overrated and I'm cheap. <laughs> right. Actually, that's like a big thing about me is I'm really cheap and I love free chairs, which is why people keep breaking chairs in my house. <laughs> and I start feeling really bad. It's not your all's fault. It's because I keep getting free chairs. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I'm glad that I don't have to fret as much as I used to. But yeah, there's it's hard. It's hard out there for people. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, Frank brings Heems Soup Boys. Oh, but I hate that Chocolate chip cookie dough in the sugar cone. in the morning. Drones in the night. I'm trying to find a pretty drone to take home tonight. That drone cool, but I hate that drone. Chocolate chip cookie dough in the sugar cone. Drones in the morning. Drones in the night. I'm trying to find a pretty drone to take home tonight. If they look at my cousin girl, you couldn't last it. 
is extremely thick with references to political, socioeconomic, and drug stuff. And I should probably break out an encyclopedia. Uh, Hip-hop rap, it's probably one of the most like self-referential genres, which truly makes it a genre that could warrant a graduate degree to dissect. Because like, there's so much stuff that... The, I mean, there's so many modern problems. Like, this could have just been a rap episode. Yeah. It I guarantee you they yeah. have an earbuds, like, earbuds song somewhere in there. Yeah, probably yeah, so. Definitely. Yeah, Heems, Heems was in a rap group called Das Racist. That's and, racist. Yeah, and, and they're, they're kind of known for, for sneaking in a lot of weighty subtext using, like, just really silly songs. And that skill is on full blast in this song as well. He talks about drone strikes and, and kind of questions what's a good drone and what's a bad drone. But he somehow does it through metaphors about ice cream <laughs> and beautiful women. You know, he also talks about xenophobia and how white kids are throwing stones at my parents' house, meaning like white folks are scared and lashing out against people of color. In his case, he's of Indian descent. And whether his family is mu- is Muslim or not, like brown-skinned people are just like profiled and stereotyped constantly. But somehow, unless you're like reading the lyrics, they're presented with such energy and fervor that like the weight of the subject matter just kind of slides into your brain unhindered. And you're just dancing and singing along with him and taking in the message, but in a more fun and indirect way than like some heavy handed political songs. Pretty brilliant stuff. Yeah. Also, there's, I mean, this is what genius was made for. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So. <laughs> so I'm so like <laughs> genius makes up so much of our research, I think, especially for me. Yeah. And then like Wikipedia to make sure people aren't bad people that we're representing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Collium brings the police synchronicity too. says okay it's from 37 years ago but he's still talking about modern problems why does sting and billy idol look so much alike they definitely do in this video yes um this is a very cynical look at modern suburbanism for sure um there's this line that says the secretary's pout and preen like cheap tarts in a red light dish uh red light street it rubs me wrong because we should all be allowed to look like cheap tarts and not get judged for it gives me mixed feels because against terrible pollution but perfectly fine with being a tart I'm just saying, it's okay to be a tart. Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light. Maybe she know. wants to. Yeah, maybe maybe that's her right, you know. She Support should. sex workers, yeah. bro. It, sex work is work. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've never thought that Sting looked much like Billy Idol under normal circumstances, but in this music video, he has Billy Idol's exact same blonde punk haircut, and he spends most of the video, like, sneering in the same way that Billy Idol sneers in all of his performances. So he absolutely looks just like Billy Idol here. Like they're twins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the song definitely has a critical take on suburbanism and modern life, and it's expressed through an exploration of Carl Jung's concept of synchronicity, where things can be causally unrelated, but still be connected 
connected in a meaningful or significant way. And here it seems like they take this really toxic vision of modern family life and existential despair, and they kind of link it to the specter of some giant monster crawling out of the lock to wreak havoc on the city. Uh, the only problem is that the Loch Ness Monster isn't a reality, but the existential dread inherent in modernity, very real monster. I think he's just scared of lipstick. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Aw. Yeah. So our final ear buddy this week is Brian V. He brings block parties this modern love. Don't get offended. You seem absent-minded. Keep telling me facts. And keep making me smaller. And don't get offended. If I seem absent-minded, I get tongue-tied. Baby, you got to be more discerning. I've never known what's good for me. Baby, you got to be more demanding. No matter how modern, love is always a problem. So, he, okay, this one was originally the acoustic version right, yeah. that was done on the street. And, like, I'm in love with the panning on the original. Yeah, on, like, yeah. the full band on version. On the full band version, like, it pans from side to side, like, so well. And it's, I, I think it's the same singer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, he's... He's panning from one side. Uh, I really appreciate whoever mixed this. It's a really good job. Thanks. <laughs> that was my little clap. Little golf claps. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's the struggles of being like a good relationship that either has not everything spoken or maybe just got too comfortable and like maybe the shoes of the like the soles of the shoes kind of wore off and it's got kind of boring and a little too comfortable. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, lo- love and relationships are definitely a timeless struggle, but definitely made much more complex in modernity with the advent of like dating apps and social media and text messages and ghosting and, and people leaning toward polyamory. Like the list goes on. Uh, but one interesting perspective from the lyrics is the line, you've been trying to reach me, you bought me a book. And like, I'm definitely a gift giver myself, like, especially when I'm trying to woo someone, you know, I'll try to find out what kind of books or music that they're into. And I'll give them gifts related to that as like a symbol that I'm into them and care about the things that they're into. But that line also kind of hints at this idea that expressions of love and admiration have been kind of reduced to these capitalistic exchanges of goods and money. And while we all love gifts, I think it's an important lesson to remember that we can't get caught up in equating love with the exchange of material goods with material goods. You know, gift giving is a a nice gesture, but you also have to express your emotions through the other love languages as well. You got to have those words of affirmation, spend some quality time, do some acts of service. And of course, physical touch. You got to, you got to have a nice array of all those things to, to have a, a complete, yeah. relationship that's successful and that uh will will stand the, the test of time you know my love language is not having to do the laundry or the dishes yeah i mean that's that's a pretty good one to know <laughs> what you want and what you expect and yeah. t- to make that clear to the other person mm-hmm. you know that sort of communication and just be forgiving when it doesn't happen 
Right. Also, I'm sure if somebody <laughs> just buys you a, a new loom, if they if they spend that kind of chatter, yeah. you're probably like, I'll give you a month at least. You at know? least. I, yeah, but I don't think Dakota's into that. Right. He's already like, mm. He's trying to get you to stop buying. <laughs> I don't buy them. They just come. And they just nice. show up. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. They just appear. I, he's, he's, he and the yarn closet kind of have a grudge. Yeah. Yeah. But guess what? We love each other, and he overlooks that. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to tweet at us your modern problems, which usually mine have to do with yarn, what do your <laughs> modern problems have to do with? Oh, man. I have a wide array of modern problems. It's cat litter, isn't it? Cat litter is one of them. <laughs> and so, yeah, you can you can tweet me at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at E-N-D Pod. The show is Earbuds and Earworms podcast group on the Facebook. That's how we make our show. You can, oh, dang, there's a lot of songs. Like, uh, Justin submitted a lot. Craig did, too. Yeah, Justin and Craig both both went ham, which I appreciate. They have a lot of uh, modern problems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the voicemail line is? 731-400-BUDS or? 731-400-2837. The show emails endpod at gmail.com this week. Someone tried to sell me a SEO stuff. Yeah. What are, something? So that's search a- search engine optimization. Basically, they want to they want us to pay money to appear higher up on the Google search results when people say music podcast or whatever. Oh, well, they could just Google E and D Pod or Earbuds and Earworms. Right. If we'll if they up. if they already know us about us, but if they don't know about us, we should be paying some tech company to. You know, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna beat NPR's all songs considered. Yeah, I don't think so either. You guys can try though, please. Yeah, I would love that. Please, endpod.com. It's our website, part of the ten seven ten network. What's the final show? Our song. What words? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave us with Weird Al Yankovic. He has a song called First World Problems. Uh, this is definitely the first song that came to mind when I was trying to think about songs about the problems we face these days. And as we've seen from the ear buddies, there's plenty of legitimate problems to worry ourselves with. But a lot of folks kind of get caught up in the trivial first world problems and never dig down to those deeper legit issues. Uh, in this song, he talks about how his maid is like cleaning the bathroom so he can't take a shower. Mm-hmm. He can't all order off the breakfast menu because he slept too late. Dang. His electric toothbrush won't charge so he has to brush his teeth like a Neanderthal. Oh. Yeah, it's just a goofy pastiche. It's kind of in the style of the Pixies. Uh, and I figured it'd be a good humorous uh, end to, to put our everyday bullshit into perspective so that we can kind of focus on dealing with the things in life that are actually affecting our lives and minds. So let's prepare ourselves for the real issues by getting our crybaby whining out first with Weird Al's First World Problems. Yeah. 